SoCal Coelho? <laughs> I don't know what that actually would mean in real world contexts, but uh, hey, welcome to another beautifully awesome, fantastic podcast. And we're actually in the studio, which is nice because we haven't been for the past few few episodes, few casts, few discussions. But uh, yeah, for whatever reason, we have this like random heat wave. It's uh, it's only 76 right now, but it, granted, it's 630 at night. And today it hit like 81 or something. But uh, yesterday it was like 60 and I was in Big Bear with my wife and family, which it was like 30 or 20. So anyways, all that to be said, we are here. It's a little warm. Got to figure that out for the future, for the summertime, because if it's hot in here right now, odds are it's going to be super hot later. So anyways, uh, I actually do have like this AC unit, but I don't use it. So I might have to start using it, but it's like a big bulky thing. So I'd have to like, I think I have to like stick it by the door or something. And then like once we were starting, I'd close it. I don't know. Who knows? I'll figure it out. But uh, hey, guys, it is Social Wellness Saturday, and I'm going to jump right into this uh, good old fashioned podcast by uh, just sharing the fact that I was listening to some some podcasts uh, today. And one of the podcasts was the science of breakups. Uh, If you want to check out this podcast in general, it's called Stuff You Should Know. Uh, a good friend of mine who is a bartender at a very well-established uh, restaurante is uh, is a fond listener of that podcast, and he he uh, got me onto it, got me to start listening to it. Just another thing that we can talk about, me and him. But uh, yeah, every every once in a while there'd be like you know subjects, and I'm like, oh, that's kind of cool, or oh, I didn't know about that, or. I didn't know I'd ever want to know about that. So that's the beauty about podcasting. But we uh, we haven't really talked too much about it other than, gosh, maybe like the first time I downloaded it and the first episode he told me to listen to. But uh, enough of that being talked about. Uh, the The heading that got to me was the science of breakups. And when I think about breakups, I think about, you know, obviously the love relationships where you break up. But I think it could also apply to other things because like we've promoted, you always want to have positive people in your life and also try to have like-minded people other than your mentees, your people that you mentor, that you build up and you are there to lead. But with that being said, I have even had to quote unquote break up with people like coworkers or old friends or bosses, like literally to the point where I had to tell them like, Hey, like I release you from whatever relationship we used to have, whatever relationship that we had started off, you know, our friendship or our coworking or our boss, uh, employee relationship and essentially like you know i don't i don't need that i don't need that anymore so i would i i need you to understand that and respect that decision that i have because friendships are a mutual relationship you can't you can't just have one it's not a one-way street you know just because your boss wants to mentor you doesn't mean that that it should happen it should literally come because both of you see a a chemistry that is important to the overall goal or the vision or the business or the the future of the company or really anything, really any type of macro results. And so, yeah, I just thought I'd talk to you guys a little bit about that today because I feel like when someone hears something like the science of breakups, I feel like they obviously could just assume that they're talking about breakups of actual romantic relationships. But I feel like you can't disregard the fact that you might have to break up with people that 
you're just friends with or that you have people in your life that have become a bad influence. Maybe in the beginning they weren't, but now they are. And you as you know, you being a self-aware person have realized that you have to, you know, cut the cut the ties and just say, hey, you know, let bygones be bygones. I'm going to respect you from afar or, you know, love you from afar, whatever you want to say. But I release you from any responsibility that you think you might have had in my life. It is no longer relevant. And, you know, it sounds super harsh, but I'm going to try to give you guys some context. Uh, We'll give you some examples and all that good stuff. But um, I mean, yeah, and and I could talk about, you know, the science of breakups as well. Like the fact that, you know, all the relationships that I've ended or had ended or mutually ended with the romantic side. A lot of it had to do with my own ignorance, my own selfishness, my own ego. And I think I've mentioned it before on social wellness Saturday that essentially when you aren't self-aware of who you are, what happens is you try to find yourself either in other people or with other people. So for example, the romantic side, the romantic relationships, essentially what we have there is you're looking for that, that love. You're looking to share this love connection with someone, but a lot of times too, they're like your best friend or person that you can hang out with forever. And you have a really good time together and you know how to spoil each other. And you know, you know how to do things that other people would either never think of doing or would never want to do or care about doing. But because it's you and because you are a certain way and they're a certain way, but through relationship, through communicating things and doing life with each other, essentially what happens is you you learn what other people need and what they don't need and and you try to yeah, you try to give them what they need and take away what they don't. So, yeah, as far as romantic stuff goes, we can just start there, even though that's not the main focus. But I think it's worth talking about because that's usually what people think of when they think of breakups. So, yeah, I think, like I've said before, I think you knowing who you are first, taking care of yourself first is a huge, huge part of of knowing either when to break up with someone, also know when to date someone, but also know when to cut ties with certain people and essentially in my life i've dated a lot of diverse backgrounded people a lot of times they were in the music industry because i was in the music industry and uh you know up until i stepped into my career in ministry i i essentially made the decision to stop dating completely and was single for 3 years but in that time gosh it was probably like seven or eight years prior to that i i basically would kind of like almost like wait for someone to pay attention to me and then i would try to evaluate the fact that like oh like could i could i see a future with this person or you know is this person fulfilling that side of my life that that i you know personally can't fulfill through relationships with, you know, friends or family or, you know, whatever. Uh, Obviously not the sexual side because we're talking or, you know, because that's weird. But, you know, everything, everything that I thought I was looking for, I was almost like, you know, putting in their hands. So I was giving them the keys to my, 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 my love car, you know, like my, my who am I going to marry car, my, you know, the, or the keys to the house, you know, like I'm, I'm giving him the keys and saying, here, you figure out if you're meant to be with me, because I don't know what I'm doing. And I don't really know who I am, really. I'm just kind of figuring it out as I go. But I also never really decided who I was. I never really decided right off the bat, like, oh, yeah, this is who I am. Like, and I say right off the bat, meaning like, in my early teens or even in my, you know, middle school to elementary school age, if I had kind of focused on certain things like being business minded or yeah, knowing my likes and dislikes in a way that's because I need to be self-aware of who I am versus like, Oh, I just want to have this toy or this job or this lifestyle or whatever. That's, that's not really, that's, 
that's kind of too broad, I guess. It's too vague because everyone wants a job. Everyone wants, um, you know, maybe a lavish lifestyle. But you need to actually know how you're going to get there. You need to know how you, you know, your morals, your standards, your ethics, you know. And so it took me till I was my mid 20s to realize that. And even then, and even then, I didn't even like, you know, I, I grazed the surface. I didn't even get in depth like I am right now, you know, and, that, and it's been another five plus years since then. So, you know, almost a decade, actually. But um, yeah, so just, just to sum up the, the romantic relationship breakup side, a lot of the times I was breaking up with people, it's because I just assumed that I didn't need them. Like, like I was too good for them or I, I was better off without them. But what I was really saying was, I don't even know if I'm better off or not. I don't know. I don't even know if this is worth the sacrifice or the investment. And so essentially, it just kept bringing me back to I'm confused. I'm I'm butthurt or I'm sad or I'm angry. All these feelings of of uh, that didn't need to be there. Those feelings could have been avoided if I had known 10 years prior that you know, this is the kind of person I am. These are the kinds of morals, ethics, and values I have. This is the type of wellness I need. This is the type of amount of physical fitness I need. All that stuff, occupational, financial, all that stuff. If I would have known those things, I could have, one, averted a lot of bad breakups, but two, I I probably would have been better of a person in those people's lives. And that's what sucks about the whole thing is going back and going, man, if only I was this person, then I could have maybe helped so-and-so out, or I could have led this person uh, to a better life or helped these people out financially or whatever, whatever. So, yeah. So as far as the breakups and the romantic side of it all, you know, obviously that's the quickest assumption that you could bring up to the, the science of breakups and, and, you know, the do's and don'ts. But, but once again, I, I, I really do feel like you're kind of you're kind of shooting yourself in the foot if you just think about breakups as the romantic side, because those are super obvious. They're always on TV shows, movies, pop culture, entertainment, all that stuff. You know, that's probably 75 percent of all the 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 stories that you hear about is usually because of a love interest and we all can see those types of relationships and go like oh my gosh why why in the hell did that person stay with that person or you know why didn't they break up sooner or why didn't they marry them sooner you know so on and so forth and it's obviously not easy everyone's different everyone needs to walk their own path but i think it always starts with who you are and uh once again so that when if and when you do need to break up with someone, it's because you're self more self-aware about yourself. You know, you're not dating that person to figure out who you are. You already know who you are. So essentially what happens is you realize that this person isn't going to help you get there. And so you have to cut ties because it's too much of a financial burden or it's stressing you out or you're just unhappy. You know, all those things come back to wellness. So, uh, yeah, uh, I really think, you know, just to, just to, wrap up the romantic relationship breakups essentially you should know who you are first before you start dating but if you are dating someone that you know isn't good for you doesn't give you a better quality of life you should you should break up for sure and there's no easy way to break up uh sadly (laughs) i've been watching the bachelor (laughs) with my wife and that's a great breakup show that's for sure but they uh Man, they had some some crazy twists uh, this this last end of the season or whatever. And so, yeah, this dude ends up breaking up. Uh, I shouldn't spoil it, but I'm going to spoil it. I'll put spoiler in here <laughs> in the notes. But um, yeah, basically, yeah, basically he ends up getting dumped by a girl that he thought he or he he was in love with. And then because he knew that the the show essentially was confusing the hell out of her. And that's basically why she broke up with him because she didn't want to see him give up the opportunity to, you know, get engaged or get married to whoever in the show. He was looking 
long term. He was like, I'm going to marry this person forever. And he's like, I have this deep connection with you. I know you're not you're not ready yet, but I I want to wait. Like, I want to be there when you're ready. And inevitably, he was like, I'm willing to sacrifice or give up any other relationship in this show or in life in general, romantically to get there. So he ends up basically, you know, cutting, cutting ties with the show in, in a weird way, I guess. And literally breaking up with the two other girls he was dating as like the final three, just so that he could come back to that other girl who broke up with him and say, I, I want to give this a second try. And I want you to know that I'm no longer involved with those two other girls. Granted, the show is freaking crazy and corrupt. And I mean, that's not corrupt. That's a bad word, but it's confusing. And the way I actually told my wife halfway through the show, I'm sitting there going, this is literally like, imagine you right now taking every relationship you had or have had. So I either had before you got married or had have had have have had before me asking you this question. What if you took all those relationships of all those different people and 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 dated all of them at the same time? Granted, all the other people know that you're dating each other or you're you know, you're dating all the other people. But. The other weird thing is that you're going to be different to different people at different times. So obviously your first relationship is going to look a lot different than your last relationship. So. It's just to me, it's like it's crazy to think that th- this is actually a viable, sustainable show, considering how how messed up the scenario is, really. I mean, unless you're Mormon, you're going to get married to multiple women like there's really no way, good way to date more than one person at one time. So all that to be said, I'm getting off my soapbox now for that whole thing. But um yeah, it, 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 it's just, it's crazy, the romantic side of breakups. And this dude had to break up with these two girls in literally like two days, which is crazy enough, but ends up going back to the girl and, you know, they're not engaged or anything. At least I don't think so. Not yet. Uh, but they are, they are seriously dating, you know, and he wants to marry her and blah, blah, blah. But uh, yeah, so romantic relationship breakups, check. So now let's go to... Let's go to friends because uh, actually, no, let's go to the like the boss co-worker type of relationship breakups. So SoCal QOL obviously has a big. A big. Opinion on how, you know, your workplace should be run and what type of culture you should be pursuing either as an employer or a leader or a manager, director, whatever head role that you might have in your department or your organization. And so what's hard about what's hard about that is if you don't have those standards, if you don't have anything that the whole team or the whole company is working towards and has a mutual understanding of that, things can get very weird and people can get their feelings hurt. And there can be a lot of confusion. There could be a lot of, you know, brown nosing and kiss assing. And and I've obviously seen it firsthand. You know, I've been in enough situations to know that people will tell the top or the leaders or the owners, founders, creators, whatever, what they want to hear because they're either looking for job security or they just don't like you or who knows. And the unfortunate part about that is then those people think that they can just turn around and look at you like, oh, no, like, you know, it was just business. You know what? What had happened at work is just business. But like, you know, we we can still be friends or we can still, you know, have a, 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 a good workplace relationship. And to me, that isn't always the case <laughs> to me. If someone tells me. that or if someone throws me under the bus either because they felt like they could or they they were looking out for themselves it's really hard for me to sit back and go okay so you're you're telling me that even though you respect me and you you feel like my relationship with you is is worth keeping in your life 
you will sacrifice it at the first chance you get if you get attacked on your own end or you you want to sustain a position or you want to keep a title or you're you know it's going to benefit you in some way like that doesn't work for me and i I want to say it shouldn't work for you but i don't want to speak for you uh but at socal qol that's something that we promote is having this mutual understanding across the board building a culture that has the same kinds of standards ethics and morals and values because you know like a religion if everyone in your religion doesn't have the same beliefs and or same you know commandments i'll call them then it's not going to work you know you're going to get into a situation where yes everyone needs to kind of agree to disagree but then you can't even agree on that via vis-a-vis like all all the backstabbing and drama and lies and deceit and selfishness and ego like all that stuff comes into play unless you guys have this this actual understanding and the sad part is, is that even if you do have those beliefs or i should say religion or 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 standards and values people can still bend them and break them and kind of do whatever they want especially the people at the top you know granted it's their thing it's their business their organization so who am i to tell them what to do but i'm also not going to sit there and take that i'm not, I'm not going to sit there and be subjected to some type of verbal abuse or ethical abuse moral abuse whatever and be taken advantage of that's just not healthy and not something i'm okay with i I'm going to give you guys definitely two examples. If I think of a third, I will bring it up. But I used to be a traveling musician and I used to essentially be in places, different places all the time with the same, you know, like five to 10 people. And essentially what would happen is every time we would go to a different place, you know, different things would happen, different type of scenarios would come up or problems would need to be solved or you would be through you get go through like some physical stress, either because of sleep or 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 actual stress. But, you know, lack of sleep, nutrition, long hours, all that kind of stuff. And it wasn't anything like manual labor based, but it was just it was just it took a toll on you physically because emotions were high and there was a lot at stake and people were investing a lot of time and energy and money into something that is literally just like on a whim. If you do win, if you do make a living from it, it's probably because of luck or because of connections and blah, blah, blah. But in the past, I've had situations where this other person on tour felt the need to single me out as like the prey, as like the person that is so nice that they're not going to fight back. And if they do fight back, I'll be able to take it. And I agree. Like I was a very, I wasn't like a yes man, but I was definitely like a, as long as you're okay, I'm cool. Like if you're okay, I'm cool. So if, if you're, if you're going through something and I can do anything to make it, you know, better or easier for you, like I'll sacrifice whatever, type of benefit I could get from the scenario and, you know, let you do your thing. Uh, like the first actual touring gig I got, it was between me and this other guy. And we both auditioned regardless of who was better or worse or whatever. I think we both could have worked. So right off the bat, I knew there wasn't really competition as far as like, who's the best. But then I also found out that the other guy knew the band hiring us. And so right there, he's already got a connection. He's already got the ability to say, well, hey, yeah, like you guys know me. So just pick me. And the last little thing in the mix was they told us like, hey, you know, it's between you two guys, but we're only gonna be able to pick one of you, even though we want both of you to be a part of this tour. But we only have one spot for guitar. But just so you know, we also have a bass spot which if you play guitar, if you know anything about music uh, or playing music, guitar, uh, or I should say this, bass is a lot like guitar. Uh, bass is a little bit 
not easier, but it's uh, it's less strings, but it's basically the same uh, theory. It's the same theory involved, but it's just a different type of instrument. And so a guitar player, it's much easier for a guitar player to pick up a bass than it is for like a bass to pick up a guitar. So they basically said, hey, we're, we're going to pick one of you guys. But just so you know, there's another spot open on bass that you one of you guys could take that way we but we get both of you it's the best of both world worlds it's a win 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 and so i immediately because i knew all the factors involved i raised my hand i was like i'll play bass so that way that guy got to play guitar on it on a tour and even though he probably could have played bass who knows if he would have offered to play bass I still get to go on tour and I get to kind of like get better at playing bass. So it was, it was, I didn't have to play guitar. It wasn't my band. I was just, I was just excited to be involved in something and get paid to play music. So yeah, long story short, we ended up going on tour for a couple of years and doing a lot of stuff and it was good. But, um, through that situation, there was another guy who was touring with us who essentially just, yeah, he just, he just picked on me, bullied me, whatever. And I don't know if it was just his own, his own self-esteem or his just, he was, he was almost like concerned that they would need him the whole time or that they would just, you know, not fire him, but not need him anymore. That he like tried to make himself valuable by making me look bad. It was just super weird because he didn't play on the tour. He was with us. And so long story short is he, he basically just said the wrong thing to me at the wrong time and i i didn't i didn't fight him i was never i was never that kind of guy but this guy could fight i know if i if i even tried to swing at him one i would lose my gig but two odds are he'd beat the shit out of me and he would probably end up staying so it was like this weird like man if i if i if i don't check myself i'm i'm he's gonna get everything and i'm gonna get nothing and so inevitably what happened was he pissed me off so bad doing something probably super small, but over time it just, you know, we've all been bullied. I think, I mean, I want to say we've all been bullied. And if you haven't been bullied, look into it. Cause it really sucks. But once he pissed me off so hard that I couldn't stand it anymore. And I, I told him repeatedly, like, Hey man, you need to back off. You need to treat, you know, treat me better. Treat me with respect. However I said it, I probably wasn't as eloquent as that. Cause I was young, but I said, bro, like, like, just don't like, I don't know what I'm going to do. I'm not going to hit you, but I'm definitely not going to, I'm not going to let it happen anymore. So whatever that means to you, that's what I'm saying. And lo and behold, yeah, after that last time I went to the, the, basically the people running the tour told them, I was like, Hey, this thing's happening with me and whoever. And, uh, I can't take it anymore. I've tried to communicate to him that it's, this is just, isn't, this isn't working out. This isn't cool. I don't, I don't like it. And, and I just said, Hey, it's either me or him. So either you find a replacement musician, which is fine. And you keep that guy or you fire that guy and you keep me till you, whenever you don't need me. And so the story sent him off and, uh, I kept going, you know, with everybody and, uh, lasted until, you know, my, my time there was done. But, uh, you know, that, that type of scenario inevitably, like I, I kind of like, I just drew the line. I had to like, quote unquote, break up with this dude to where I like, couldn't, I couldn't work with him anymore. He wasn't listening to my communication. And if anything, he was going to cost me my job or my, my, not my career, but my job at the time if I didn't do anything, if I didn't change something, you know, it would have been insanity for me to be in the same situation with the same person and expect a different result. If I, the only thing that I could do, and I didn't know this at the time, but the only thing that I could do was control what I did. And that's a lot of, of, of social wellness is you're never going to want to control anyone, either, even your wife or your spouse, your husband, your significant other, whoever it is, you, you're never going to want to, you never you can never change them. You can never tell them what to do in a way that's like, you know, it, you got to, you have to do this. Otherwise it's over. Blah, blah. Like you, you can't do that. And initially what I was saying was you guy person who is doing this thing upsets me. And it's gotten to a point where I cannot, I can no longer take it. 
So either you change or I change. And inevitably, I was the one who changed. I changed the situation by saying, hey, I can't be here anymore if this person's going to be here. And inevitably, you know, it, it, it could have gone worse. But luckily, the, the leadership, the, the team, the management, you know, I don't know if they like believed in me or like meaning they, they saw value in me other than just playing an instrument on tour or or they just knew that they wanted someone like me, a part of their team. Whatever the scenario was, that was, yeah, that was inevitably what was at stake was, do you want someone that helps the culture or tears the culture down? And so, yeah, so we parted ways there. And, but it it took me telling this person, hey man, like, like something has to change. If it's not you, it has to be me. (laughs) So, I'll see you later. But the sucky part is that he wasn't in control. So he really, at the end of the day, he really had no say. If he would have told me differently, I wouldn't have said anything. If he, if he would have just changed his tune, I would have been like, bro, you know, like, cool. Like, we're good. But, you know, when someone doesn't give you that respect, it's, it's hard. It's hard to, to take it. And, uh, I, I, I think it was out of ignorance, honestly. I, 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 at that time, I was, super, I was super selfish, but I was selfish in a way, especially in the romantic side, that, that obviously caused more problems than it helped. In this scenario, this was more professional ego, like, but I was also looking at my wellness. I was looking at like, my health and what I was going through, and, and I just knew I couldn't take it anymore. So, uh, but at the same time, I'm not just going to leave. I'm, I'm, I'm obviously going to be respectful to the management, the, the, the people that hired me and, and do my part. And that was my part. I was like, Hey, I'm totally cool to leave if you want to keep this guy, but I can't stay here anymore if he's going to be here or if he doesn't change. And so inevitably it's, it's an ultimatum. And I could have shot myself in the foot there. I could have literally said what I had said and then been like, you know what? Yeah. Like, you know, he could have been someone's brother or the son of somebody or you know, whatever. And, and I could have been like, crap, well, I guess I'm gone, you know, but in this instance, it worked out for me. Flash forward 10 years, (laughs) I was in another scenario. Uh, not really the same type of thing, but I was almost like, I just wasn't, I wasn't getting along with a lot of people, a lot of people. And it was, it was across multiple different departments and, and, aspects of the organization and and it came down to me seeing some things morally ethically and culturally that didn't didn't add up you know I'm, I'm looking at what we do there i'm looking at what we say we do and 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 what the end result was and you know me i felt like i was doing what i was supposed to do given the vision and given the 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 long-term goal but Inevitably, what happened was I stated my concerns. I said that, you know, if if this type of scenario is going to continue and the people that I have issues with are going to continue having issues with me in the same ways, then I can't work there. Like I can't I can't do my job unless these people, you know, shift, you know, the way that they communicate or work with me or whatever, because I can, I only know one way to have a good culture. Like I only, I only see the path to the macro in the micro day-to-day workflow. And, and, uh, the scary part though, is that the, the, the leadership or the top or the founders or whatever you want to call them, but the people above the people that I was fighting with didn't see it that way. So they inevitably had a disconnect or sorry, I shouldn't say it that way. They, they saw the path being different than what, how I saw the path, even though we both believed the same things and both were part of the same organization. The way that I foresaw and assumed it was going to get done didn't align with what they thought. So that was a time where I ended up, you know, I asked the, you know, I gave them the ultimatum and they came back and said, sorry, that's, that's not what we're, that's not how we're going to do it here. 
So I said, cool. Like then, uh, you know, this is like my two weeks. <laughs> so, you know, oops. Uh, but you know, and, and inevitably that led to multiple relationships there. Me having to quote unquote, break up with people because even though work-wise my relationship had ended, people still assumed that I was going to have a relationship with them after the fact. But that's, once again, that's not how I see things as far as, you know, be, being mutual, or sorry, being uh, cordial with people and, and respectful, always a must, you know, you, you always need to respect others and you need to, to, to represent those higher values that most people don't have. And you got to set that example. Otherwise it's, it's just not gonna work out. But it wasn't that it was literally on top of that respect by me telling them, Hey, our relationship is not going to go any further. Like the way it was before, you know, the way it was before I had to basically lose my job because of my own personal values and, and morals. If you had respected those values and morals, I probably wouldn't have been in those situations and I probably would have been able to partner with you and help build change. But at the same time, the top didn't believe that was the way to do it. And so that person or people, I should say, who were also helping ended up ended up uh, partnering with with the masses and and the person paying the bills paying the checks, you know, giving out the checks. So uh, kudos to them for keeping their jobs and having job security. I mean, like, who am I to, to judge that? I mean, make a living, you know, like for sure. But I also understand the merit in making money the way like I can only like I can only do respectively or uh, like I can't do a job just because I'm making money doing it. I need to actually have it be that occupational wellness, um, like having self-worth there and, you know, uh, adding value to the, the, the organization, the workplace, the people. Like if I don't, if I'm not able to do those things, then I'm, I'm just a puppet and I, I can't be a puppet. So in order for me to, 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 to not lose my mind, I have to protect myself and my sanity. And so I, I inevitably had to end my ties there financially and, and business wise, but to have those other people think that everything was fine, you know, and, and try to continue having a consistent relationship with someone like me who literally just like sacrificed himself for the better good of the organization was actually looked at as the bad guy and the villain and the guy causing problems. And, you know, I'm not going to lie. You guys have heard me say I'm not a good employee. But the only reason why I say that is because it's not because I'm not a hard worker. It's because there's certain things that that I cannot partner with if I know it goes against morals, ethics and values across the board. And not to say that jobs that I've worked at who I didn't agree with and I couldn't work under after a while didn't have values, ethics, and morals. It was more so they, they favored, how do I say this diplomatically? They just, they favored a way of doing it that wasn't, that wasn't sustainable, that you couldn't do at scale. And that's another thing I'm huge on. I'm huge on systems and the process of and how to get from point A to point B efficiently. And so it was it, it was it was impossible for me to stay there, assuming that I was going to be able to partner with anybody else, let alone the bosses to do my job. If if I saw, you know, like cracks in the street or you know, wheels with, you know, flat tires, you know what I mean? So things were going to be harder than they, they would need to be. And, and at the end of the day, that is more important to me doing things for the right reasons and doing things productively than to just gamble on certain things or people or places or whatever industries and 
just assume that, well, because I'm in charge, you know, everything that I say goes and you have a right to do that. If you are in charge and it's your thing, you have 100 percent responsibility in doing that. But don't think I'm not going to challenge it and and say what I think. And that's where I end up causing problems <laughs> or being a problem because, you know, all the jobs that I've left and couldn't be a part of anymore was because the people that were there running the show didn't see myself, didn't see me as a problem solver. They actually saw me as a problem maker. So uh, a troublemaker and uh, you know, more power to them. I hope they do well, but, but to have conversations like I release you from like being my friend, being in my life, being a, a coworker that, you know, gets a beer later or, you know, goes out to eat or, goes on trips or events and meets up and does stuff outside of work. Like that ain't happening no more. Like, you know, we're good from afar, but you know, don't, don't push, don't push it. Don't push your boundaries. And when I heard people tell me back to me, like, no, I'm not going to, I'm not going to do that. Like essentially what they were saying was like, I don't respect you enough to just like use this problem that you had at your workplace or our workplace as a reason to not have a friendship with you. And, uh, unfortunately they were too negative too uh, they, they went too far across the line that I saw, um, for me, you know, morally and ethically. And, uh, so I feel like I, I'm sorry. I'm talking a lot about the, uh, the, uh, spiritual wellness side of, of, of this breakup relationship stuff. But it's important to mention cause, cause that was inevitably why I had to break up with certain people at my workplace and even my bosses, because we didn't see eye to eye. We didn't, it didn't function. It wasn't, it wasn't a team thing. It was just a, well, no, this is your job. You have to do it this way. And if you don't, then, you know, you're, you're more than happy to leave. And so I was more than happy to leave, but, uh, Let's do a last group. Um, simply, you know, simply the friends, you know, maybe it's people that you met at the workplace that are your friends outside of work. And even when you leave a job, not because of those people, but because of, you know, whatever, you know, time moves on ev evolution for your career happens and you, you, uh, you pass on the torch, but, uh, yeah, inevitably when you have friends now that you've realized either about influence on you or, um, you're, you're no longer like a positive influence in their life. Maybe it's just cause they've changed and they're at a place now where they're not around a lot or they, you know, like I have friends that, you know, we all have love languages and some of my friends have a different love language that, that, than I give. And I have a different love language that I receive that they give. So it's this weird, like maybe it worked out in middle school, high school, or even college. But now that we're adults or we've, we've moved on from the, that, um, that time. Cause you know, high school is a different vibe. You know, everyone's already there. Everyone's showing up because they have to, cause they want to graduate. But then you've got things like, you know, for you to actually get together with someone it has got to have, there's gotta be a lot of effort put out. You know, you got to shower, you got to wake up early. You got to, you know, spend money on gas. You got to spend money on the food that you eat while you're meeting with them. It's like, there's a lot more effort that goes into a friendship, especially after you're not always meeting together. So especially after you leave a workplace, it's super hard to sit there and go, Hey, you know, we're going to continue having a relationship beyond where, you know, where this chapter has ended this new chapter that I'm entering into or they're entering into, you know, still includes you or me. And so in those situations, some people need to know that, other than it just naturally happening and no one says anything and people just kind of get the gist, you know, they, they, they get the drift through normal, the normal change, you know, like if you leave someone's uh, group of friends or, or, and it's just inevitable that you're not going to see them anymore. And they're, they're not harping on you. And they might say like, yeah, man, I wish, you know, I wish we could hang out or, you know, let's, let's try to grab coffee. You know, it's like, uh, yeah, sure. But unless you're coming to my house and saying, okay, let's go get coffee, you know, like that's probably not going to happen. So, but these, these people are already kind of in your world, in your life, regardless of the workplace. And 
you, you really do have to make that extra effort to meet with them. And, you know, I, I've had relationships that I thought were going to end and it just kind of had a 180 and people kind of turned the corner and were like, yeah, like, you know what, you were right. And, you know, I, I really do appreciate the way you handled this or that. And, uh, now that, now that you're, uh, you know, out of this situation and I'm still there, but I still feel like we have this connection to where I feel like you could help me and add value to me, make my life easier, at least now that I'm still there or in that place that we met and you might be able to give me some insight, you know, like, but then, then even then you might butt heads on a subject because you're not there and, and maybe you're not as invested and, and you as an outsider might say the wrong thing and might upset them. But, um, but then there's some people, man, that like, you know, family, friends, uh, trying to think of any, I mean, maybe it was like neighbors, maybe it's people just that, that are still kind of in close quarters with you, but you know, other than living in your house, you know, like your odds are like, I'm not gonna lie. I've had problems with landlords before to where, you know, they were around all the time and we were super cool. And then something happened and, you know, I said the wrong thing, uh, or I took something they said the wrong way. And, and lo and behold, like, you know, I don't talk to them for months, you know, other than paying the rent check. It's like, you know, don't talk to me. I don't want to talk to you. Don't text me. Don't call me. You know, you can mail me something in the mail, but you know, we don't have a relationship other than landlord tenant. But, uh, but no, then I've, I've, I've even made amends with some landlords as well. So it's like, but, uh, but, but at the end of the day, if you've got friends that, are a bad influence on you, have a negative impact on your life, take away from any type of wellness that, that you foresee. Like I've loaned money to people. I've, uh, I've loaned money to family. I've, I've done things that like every time I like re reimagine the scenario in my head, I'm like, I should have never done that. And yet it might come up again, like with somebody else super like randomly. And I'll end up making the same mistake because like they didn't they didn't burn me or they didn't treat me like crap after the fact. And so I try. I mean, I give a lot of people the benefit of the doubt. But, you know, and that's something even my wife and I struggle with. Like there's certain things that we'll say to each other and fight about. But then a random stranger will do the same kind of thing. And I'll be like, oh, don't worry about it. You know, and and your your spouse never wants to hear that. (laughs) I'll tell you that right now. But at the end of the day. If, uh, if I'm not able to sit back and go, you know what, like this person just, it's just not working out. It's, it's not a good relationship. And as much as this person really needs someone right now, it's, it's more not cost effective, but it's just more important for me to sit back and tell myself that, Hey, you know, if I don't change something, if I don't take control of my end of whatever relationship this is. I'm really gonna, you know, I'm really gonna regret it. You know, God forbid I I say the wrong thing when, you know, you you tell your friend or spouse or not spouse, sorry. You tell your friend or your 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 family member or someone who's really close to you for a long time that um yeah, that you inevitably you know, can't you don't see yourself being friends with them anymore. I mean, that's that's a hard enough thing to say, but it's even harder to pretend like there is no problem or let the problems persist. And then something completely goes out of control and blow it out of proportion. And you say, or do the wrong thing. And, you know, lawsuits get thrown around or people take advantage of, of, you know, something else in your life and cause you more problems when you just could have ended it, you know, months before. Um, last thing I'll say is, um, just because I've been mentioning the spouse thing a lot. Um, you're going to have people in your life now before you get married, before you, you know, commit to a life with someone that you're, you're going to be married to forever that, you know, you're going to have friends or family or whoever that don't agree with that decision that you're making. And they might not like your spouse. They might not like that person in your life. Could be your best friend, could be a family member, could be, um, you know, could be a coworker, but like, all I'm saying is, you know, for, be forewarned, like there will be people in your life that will not agree that so-and-so is supposed to be your spouse and you have to be confident, you know, now that we've come full circle and said, okay, if we're self-aware, 
We know what relationships to break up with, including friends, family, and obviously romantic, uh, but even at the workplace. And then, uh, and then, you know, meeting the person that you know you're going to spend the rest of your life with. And then as you communicate that to other people who are in your life, they kind of turn their head and go, wait, like, really? I thought this was just like a fling. I didn't, you know, I didn't think it was as serious. And you explain, you can explain it front and back, left and right, up and down forever and ever and ever. And they're never going to understand the reason why you would would do the things that you do because it's their life why why are they gonna try to vicariously live through you and what you are doing that's not that's there's no reason to do that but unless those people without even meeting your spouse or without even thinking of context or of of past relationships or whatever if they can't sit there and go you know what because she or he is the one for you because that's what your your decision because it's your decision because you chose her then obviously we're going to choose to love her too or love him too if they can't do that and they have a problem odds are you're not you're not gonna be able to be their friend anymore you're not gonna be able to have the same relationship you had before and that's scary even in itself so that type of breakup is super weird super crazy um i'd like to say that i haven't had that happen before but i totally have And, you know, I sleep well at night. I've been married happily for five years, over five years. Uh, We're about to celebrate, you know, our sixth or seventh, uh, you know, birthday uh, celebration, you know, because we've obviously were dating before we got married. But, you know, we I've had I've had so many years of enjoyment and and joy and pleasure from being in my wife's life and her being in my life to the point where I couldn't have imagined sacrificing that relationship just to be friends with someone or just have a good family relationship or like it just doesn't make sense. It just doesn't make sense to me that someone would actually tell me that that what I'm doing or what uh, or sorry, I shouldn't say what I'm doing, but who I choose to invest my life with is right or wrong obviously if they're drug dealers or causing harm or have a certain type of background like i get it but that wasn't this scenario the you know context is key i think there is a point where you can have that opinion but in this scenario there was no reason other than them just not liking the spouse you know like if someone just doesn't like your spouse just because it's like, well, they don't they don't chill with them outside of hanging out with you or when you see them at work or see them out in the world, you're not all chummy. It's like that's not the point. The point is, is that it's good for your friend. You know, it's, you know, the person marrying this other person is the important part. Like whatever they see fit is the important part. So let them choose what they're going to do because, you know, your life is your life. But if this person chooses to be with whoever, whomever, I still don't know which one to use, but uh, thanks, the office. But in that scenario, you, you know, we all need to sit back and go, OK, this is the decision that they've made. And even when you make the decision, if you still can't be OK with it and you choose not to be in that person's life anymore because they married whoever, then that's on you. Like, that's fine. You know, but there is a time too where the person getting married and the friend or family member or coworker or boss or whoever is, uh, is telling you don't do it. Or I don't think you should marry that person or whatever. I mean, it's really hard. It's really hard to sit back and go, well, okay, well I hear what you're saying, but I'm, you know, I've said it, I've said it to people like, Hey, maybe, I mean, I see what you're saying. I see why you you love so and so, but you know, maybe not right now, or maybe because of this. Because you know, when people confide in you and share things with you, and they take you along the ride, and and you know, strap you into the passenger seat and go, okay, here we go. Like we're on this journey of pursuing marriage, and then you kind of just go, oh, never mind. I don't need you. Unlock the seatbelt. You know, tuck and roll, grandma, and push you out of the car as they drive off. You know, to get married. It's like. That probably wasn't the right way 
to go about it or the right way to treat your friend. But in the case that, you know, you're marrying someone and there's other people around you that have this negative attitude towards it, you really can't it can't happen. Like you can't have that happen. You need to you need to say something. And if if you do end up breaking up with that friend, that family member, that coworker, that boss, then you do, you know, because you you can't that negative outlook on certain things. And it's sad because if you think about it, you know, I'm I'm uh, a lover of Jesus. So like I can sit back and go, you know, in heaven, I'll be able to to be with with other lovers of Jesus and uh, and you know, have a big laugh about this and have a drink, you know, cheersing to just being up in heaven and all that good stuff. But it saddens me because I'm like, what if they would have just, you know, changed their mind state and been like, you know what? I'm probably overreacting or I'm probably not seeing what my friend sees in whoever. And, you know, maybe, maybe I will just let it happen. And you know, it's, it's up to them now. It's up to them now to figure out the, the, the problems. And maybe that's just a point now where you go, okay, I, I'm just not going to invest as much time in their relationship. You know, I'm not going to be there to pick them up if they're crying at late at night or pick them up early in the morning when they have a huge fight. You're not going to be that friend anymore. You know, so then it's a flip side. It's like a, it's like a, it's like a half breakup. You know, it's like uh, we went from best friends forever to we're just we're just friends, you know, and that's going to happen. And that's OK, because seasons change. And, you know, I, I look forward to making amends with anyone that I've had problems with, any bosses that I've been a shitty employee to, any coworkers that I've butted heads with, you know, even, uh, you know, I, I'm not going to be friends with my exes, but I still want them to have the best life that they can. I want I want to add value to them, even if it's through a video like this or a podcast like this. And so because of those reasons, you know, I I, uh, I want to do whatever I'm supposed to do in those relationships. Like I, I want to be a part of people's lives who want to be a part of mine or at least have me be an influence in their life. And so I'll. Like I said, I look forward to those days where I can sit back and go, you know, hey, we 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 didn't have the same relationship we had when we were growing up, but or we don't have the same relationship we had growing up. But, you know, it's a new day. It's, uh, you know, there's a there's a meal that's, you know, coming up probably, you know, in the next few hours or the next day and would love to grab some coffee or whatever and just, you know, say hi, catch up, hear how you're doing even bring my wife along. But, uh, you know, up until then, though, I mean, you know, I'm sure people are going to be fine. You know, people are going to have a great life with or without you, unless it's, you know, your spouse, but, you know, and maybe unless it's a family member. But the whole point is the relationships that you keep need to be positive, need to be productive and they need to have they need to be a good influence and they need to support whatever you are doing in your life whatever you think is going to add value to yourself but also add value to others and so if that is not the case you need to break those chains you need to break those ties you need to 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 break up you need to break up and so yeah didn't think this was going to go for an hour but it did so woohoo uh yay for monologues but uh yeah, I hope this added some type of value to you, uh, kind of flipped the script. I, I still don't even know what to call this podcast, but I'm going to try to be something, try, try to do something clever. Uh, maybe just say breaking up with coworkers, bosses, and friends, because <laughs> that's weird. That sounds weird. It's not like just breakups, you know, because breakups is super vague and it's more romantic. But um, yeah, so uh, as always... If y'all could please, 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 please go ahead on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, LinkedIn, Pinterest, Instagram Live, Twitch, and YouTube, and like, subscribe, follow, uh, DM, and tweet us because we need to hear from you. We need to hear what you think of the podcast, the YouTube videos, everything. Any criticism is good criticism at this at this point. And uh, uh, 
at the least, 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 which is probably more of a time consumer, please go on to the podcast where you are currently listening. Please rate and review this little bad boy. Uh, not only the episode, but the whole ch- the whole experience. <laughs> and yeah, just let us know what you think, because we need to hear from you. Uh, we would love to hear from you. And yeah, if it's just a thumbs up, just a, hey, I really like what you're doing or hey, uh, there's an ant on your phone and you should blow it off so it doesn't get caught in your ear. Uh, yeah, we're here to listen. So uh, until next time, and until I find this ant on my phone, which I now cannot find, but uh, it's OK. Um, yeah, we love y'all. We will see you next time. And-